are listening to This Morning. So we get to this morning's person and former U.S. ambassador to South Korea, Kathleen Stevens, has a particularly special relationship with the country. She first came here in 1975 as a Peace Corps volunteer in Yesan, South Chungcheong province, between 1975, as I said, but also stayed here till 77. She then, of course, continued to build her relationship, and we can hear more about that. In fact, including by introducing her by her Korean name, Shim Eun-kyung. Good morning to you from Seoul. Thank you so much for taking the time. Good morning. It's lovely to hear your voice. I mean, we've just bid farewell to uh, U.S. Ambassador Mark Lippert, of course. There's something that can be very special about this relationship, uh, particularly for U.S. ambassadors here. I think that's absolutely right, and I, I, I uh, did see Ambassador Lippert's uh, uh, farewell remarks and uh, was really touched by, uh, as I felt every time I saw him in Korea, where you know it just like you could just see week by week his 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 connection and affection for Korea just grew and grew. So uh, yeah, it was very very moving to see that. But yes, I think that's shared by all previous now previous ambassadors to Korea. It's a very special place to be. And you're currently actually teaching at Stanford University's Shorenstein Asia-Pacific Research Center. Can you give us a brief appraisal of your journey since being stationed here? <laughs> do, you, do you want the last 40 years or just the last five? <laughs> um, well, you can just give a, a bullet point overview of some of the highlights, if you like. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, let me say, first of all, I, I, I left Korea uh, for the most recent time, as I mean, as of being posted there in 2011. I was U.S. ambassador, I think, as you mentioned, from 2008 to 2011. And it's hard for me to, to, to realize that uh, that's already, you know, six years ago. Uh, I do get back to Korea fairly often and, of course, uh, stay in touch with people and, and, and with issues here. Uh, but I am now at, uh, in California. Uh, and at the the Asia Pacific Research Institute, uh, looking at a variety of issues, but still quite uh, quite focused on the U.S. Uh, Korea relationship, uh, Korea in the world, uh, Korea's journey, uh, things that have really uh, uh, interested me uh, since I first went to Korea way back in the 1970s. Uh, I've done a few other things as well. I'm active in a few other things. For example, in 2014, uh, I went to India as the uh, Chargé d'Affaires, as a kind of a temporary ambassadorial assignment to uh, fill in when we didn't have an ambassador, a time of, of considerable uh, uh, challenge and change in the U.S.-India relationship. Uh, but uh, Korea is always part of the picture. I mean, even there, I was really quite interested to see the way that uh, uh, Korea and India are, are, are deepening their own relationship. So uh, Korea is a leitmotif certainly throughout my life. And then as, as you've already said, it goes all the way back to the 1970s when I went there for the first time. So I've really been a, a witness to, to Korea's um, an extraordinary modern journey. And uh, one of the things I'm trying to do here is to, uh, to write about that a bit as well. Well, I remember uh, 2010 has been such a significant year on the peninsula, especially on the North Korea front. You must have had a sense of just how important that role was that you were playing as an ambassador based here in South Korea at that time. Uh, 2010 was a very a very difficult year. Um, I guess time to think about my my years as ambassador. I mean, I'd wind it back even a little bit and say I I arrived is it, is it, in in September 2008. And I, the day I arrived happened to be the day that uh, the news had just come through that Lehman Brothers had collapsed. And so as I arrived in in in, in Seoul. 
I had a sense that, well, first of all, I was going to have to pay even more attention than I would normally nor, would normally have to uh, to our economic relationship. The free trade agreement was looming very large, uh, not yet ratified. We were facing a presidential election, so all that was there. Um, so there was a lot on the plate then. But yes, uh, we what we also saw in 2008 and 2009 was the. Uh, the ending of our, our efforts to carry forward with the six-party talks to engage with North Korea on denuclearization, uh, and then in 2010, the uh, the sinking of the Chonan and the attack on Yongpyongdo. So um, certainly, uh, you know, one of the most, I think, discouraging things about uh, those years in Korea for me were that... Uh, uh, you know, we were unable to make the kind of progress we wanted to uh, with a different relationship with North Korea, and indeed we're faced with uh, some of the most serious uh, attacks uh, by the North uh, on the Republic of Korea since the Korean War. Mm. Um, I think what held us in, in good stead was the fact that we do have, uh, and we did have and we continue to have, but you know, a, a, now a long habitual uh, practice of close cooperation uh, between U.S. and South Korean, not only military forces, but, uh, you know, at the political and the, and, and the diplomatic level. But yes, they were, um, they were very challenging times. I worked very closely, of course, with my Korean counterparts, as well as with my American and Korean uh, uh, military counterparts. But I also remember just living in Seoul, you know, how the atmosphere did change. And you said you were there as well. And I remember in particular the uh, the shelling of Yongpyongdo was yes. such an immediate uh, and immediately felt thing. You know, uh, 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 smartphones um, were still, you know, relatively new, even in Korea as an early adapter. And I still remember how people were watching almost in real time on their smartphones the uh, the shells, the artillery uh, uh, raining down on Yongpyongdo, and what a what a, a shock that was to yeah. people. It was so close and so real. And I, I think I, that did, you know, have a big impact on on attitudes as well as policy. Well, I remember going to bed that night wondering whether we were going to wake up to. Um a wider conflict, and, and thank goodness things did calm down at the time. But your own story, we could spend a considerable more amount of time than we have available right now to cover, but let me go back to the 70s and how you managed to get this name, Shimon Kyung. You came here with a Peace Corps. I did. I was fresh out of university. Uh, you know, I went to college in the United States uh, uh, during a, a period of time when the Vietnam War was, uh, you know, the issue on college campuses and in our society at large, a very decisive, uh, divisive one. And at the same time, it was a time when uh, President Nixon surprised everybody. Uh, by, I don't think presidents can surprise, well, maybe they can now, but anyway, it was surprised us quite that way by uh, secretly arranging uh, uh, to uh, uh, begin to to restore relations with a country we had not had relations for some time. So so I was very much interested in Asia and uh, had, had spent a year in Hong Kong studying Chinese and uh, was really quite pleased, although I didn't know exactly what I was getting into, frankly, when the Peace Corps asked me to go to Korea um, to, uh, to be in the, in, the, in the program there. And this process that you went through a, a kind of love affair may i call it that with korea because you you've built the knowledge of the language you've got the name how did it get under your skin is it something that you purposefully sought to to do or did it happen organically yeah you know <laughs> um 
I, I don't think I'm unique, and you, know, you have your own experience in Korea. I, I, I think Korea is the kind of country that really does somewhat, you know, unexpectedly sometimes um, kind of grab foreigners and get hold of them and, uh, and, and pull them into something that does become a, a lifelong uh, uh, passion and, um, and, and great, great interest. Um, I certainly came to Korea uh, very interested in uh, Asian history, culture. I had studied a lot more about China than I had about uh, Korea, but I certainly was a neophyte still. Um, and I wanted to see, I was very interested in, in Asian countries on kind of on the cusp of, of this great change, you know, of... of of all that happened in the 19th and 20th centuries. And so I'd read something about that, and I just kind of wanted to see what that looked like on the ground. So so in a way, being in the countryside in Korea, I, this is a place in South Korea that was changing before my eyes. Um, but you could kind of, you still felt you could kind of reach back and see something of what Korea had been. I mean, and, and it wasn't all, you know, pleasant. There, there had been tremendous suffering, obviously, and tremendous hardship. And also the sense that there was a great drive to go somewhere. So, so I found this really, you know, pretty, uh, pretty fascinating. But to say I, I loved it, I mean, I have to be honest and say, like most Peace Corps volunteers and many others, I found it very difficult, um, very challenging, um, not just in terms of trying to learn the language, of trying to if you like, meet the high expectations that Koreans had of themselves and of me. Um, you know, I think I think Americans, as Peace Corps volunteers, we tend to think, well, we'll go to a country and we'll, you know, these are developing countries. We can we can model a, a good organization and a work ethic and kind of. And we try to be humble. We I think you know we were young people, but of course, I you know I arrived in Korea and I found the expectations on me made me want to be better. You know, I had to I had to work hard to keep up with my Korean colleagues, certainly in terms of of their aspirations and their energy, and so that was. Very very motivating for me, and it really was a place in my early 20s where I think I learned to be an adult. So I think that has a big impact on people, you know, that's where they grow up, and again, I, I talked to some of my other colleagues who now, like me, are older, um, mm. but it, I think it really was a very formative experience for all of us. Well, if nothing else, fascinating, and there's something about those challenges that certainly beds in the memories, which you recall is in your book, you refer to before reflections of an American ambassador to Korea. You've got your Korean language blog as well, which is of great uh, support to many of us who are still pursuing that goal of learning Korean on a better level anyway. And we wish you all the best for the future. Thank you so much for speaking with us and being this morning's person. Radio that matters. Every morning with This Morning.